A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your, for some reason, very excitable host, Andy Goldstein, the way I started that, hello, very excited, it's a Wednesday, I suppose because Wednesday is near the weekend and of course the weekend is like any other day in the week at the moment, so it doesn't really matter what day of the week, but as long as we have fun, eh? as long as our chins are up in the air, chins up, we've got a smile on our face because we're getting there, we're getting there, right? it's not going to be long now, we're getting there, we're getting to the end of the day, anyway, more about getting there a bit later on, in fact there won't be anything more about getting there, anyway, let's start with the podcast and we begin with Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. He was on the Jim White Show alongside Natalie Sawyer. And they were discussing the best outcome for the current 2019 stroke 2020 season as lockdown continues. This is what Simon had to say on it. The best case scenario is that we're fortunate enough to get football this season. I think the realistic scenario is that we start... 2021. I think we are in real jeopardy despite the Dutch have make, made a decision which means the Champions League is compromised next year if there was a Champions League because they've already got their top three sides or whatever it is right. into the Champions League right. without finishing a league. Right, so never mind the Dutch. What's going to happen with the English League here? Well, I the think, Premier League. I, I When's it start again? Does it start I think, again? I think we're in a situation as I said a moment ago that the best case scenario in my view and my mind has been changed and kept moving by circumstances is that we lose this season. Lose it. Liverpool aren't champions. Mm-hmm. Leeds aren't promoted. Okay. Aston Villa aren't relegated. Norwich aren't relegated. Crew aren't promoted. So it's null and void. Everything's null I think and void. We are really into that territory now. We, I mean, I don't see how we can't be. We've got a disease, and as much as I don't want to be a doomsday merchant, we've got a disease that we don't have a vaccine for. And despite the fact that yeah. everyone going to work and spreading it is an issue, but everyone isn't spitting and kicking one another and putting sweat over one another as footballers do. And you cannot have a situation where a global sport of this magnitude has a player that becomes infected, which is an absolute inevitability, because they're going to get infected until we find a vaccine. And if so something Simon, dreadful d- happens, what happens to sport then? Corporate manslaughter. Is that what we're going to talk about next? How, how, how do you feel then about the proposal that the Premier League is set to pay £4 million for 26,000 testing kits for the coronavirus? Well, do you does, question that? Well, it's a drop in the ocean, isn't it? I mean, let's be clear. I mean, you should be doing every single thing that you can. You only stop and you only exhaust the possibility when the possibility is exhausted. Right. So every single plan, every single contingency, every single window of opportunity to be exploited until, exploited until such a time as we cannot. Now, I quite enjoyed that last link. Uh, maybe we'll do the rest of them in some kind of like voiceover, newsreadery type way, see how that goes. Time now to hear from the French football expert Matt Spiro. He joined Russ Williams on TalkSport 2 just after the news broke that the top two divisions in France 
won't be resumed due to the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, I think I know that one. I think we need to be careful using the word cancelled because they're going to decide in the in the next week or two what happens in terms of whether PSG will be awarded the league title, whether the second and third place teams will be in the Champions League and whether the bottom two go down. Edouard Philippe, the, the, the Prime Minister, has just spoken to the nation about what's going to happen after May the 11th, which is when the uh, the lockdown is going to be eased in France. And yes, he has, said, he has said that the season will not restart in France. He's also said there will be no sporting events taking place in France before September. Um, no events that, that, that group together 5,000 people or more. So, you know, you, you, you can interpret that how you want. There could, in theory, be games played behind closed doors in August, but it's mm. looking highly likely that there actually won't be any football now in France uh, and, until September. Certainly, you know, none with supporters. Now, the wonderful Laura Woods was joined on TalkSport Breakfast by the Rangers legend Super Ali McCoy, or Macca, as I refer to him now. I'm the only person that does, but hey-ho, he's going to have to live with it. And the double Ashes winner, Freddie Flintoff. And this is David Bumble Lloyd recalling the time he went over to Freddie's house to sign him for Lancashire. I'll never forget that because it, that is very, very northern. It's very Lancashire. There's somebody coming round. We're going in the front room and we're going to get the best <laughs> stuff out as well. We even had saucers. I've never seen a saucer. <laughs> no, we've never had one in our house. We were cricket chairman. And Colin and Sue, that's mum and dad, they were sat on this big sofa and we were sat there and I'm saying, it's going to be like this. This is what we're doing. This is what we can offer you. The sky's the limit. And, and then we put him in the team. I've put Andrew in the team, put Fred, Freddie in the team. We've got Akram. <laughs> one of the greatest men, that's the dog. You've got Akram, and I said, he's got to go in. You've got to put him at slip. He'll catch everything, catch pigeons, this lad. So Freddie promptly dropped two. <laughs> and Akram <laughs> says, who is this Freddie? A great lad to have around. If, I'll tell you what he did have. He used to slide, he slid on his front foot now and again, and I had a look at his boots, and he hadn't too many studs in his boots, but he had studs oh. in his ears. I, I said, tell you, well, it's a proper Brian Clough line. This I said, you got studs in your ears. Put some in your boots. Now, following the sad news of the death of the former Ireland forward Michael Robinson, Adrian and Goffey spoke to Alan Kennedy. Alan, of course, played in the same European Cup winning side as Robinson at Liverpool, and he paid his tribute to his former teammate. I think he always felt he wasn't quite good enough for Liverpool but he certainly was and he certainly was in the fair, you know fair share of goals but he was always great on the assists as well you know we we we, we couldn't have done it obviously without him um Dalglish and, and and Rush with the with the front two but he was always there helping out whether we had an injury or whether we had a, a loss of form but he was just uh, tremendous in, in in his in his work rate and uh, he considered. He really considered everybody else. He did the work rate of a, a, a lot of players in the team. So I, I, I couldn't have praised him high enough. And, and again, sad, so so sad to hear of his death. Uh, you know, this morning. Former commentator Mike Ingham was on extra time yesterday morning, or is that the day before? I can never tell because that show runs through. Anyway. He was on it on a morning. Talking about his book, After Extra Time. 
I mean, he was on extra time. So how could he have been talking about it after extra time? Oh, the book's called after extra time. Right, with you. And penalties. Right, so the book's called after extra time and penalties. Got it. Well, that's going to be a bit dull, isn't it? It's just people walking off the field and you've missed all the action. You're like, chapter one. The game had just finished. Why am I reading it like the Queen? Anyway, he also spoke about what the Premier League must do post-coronavirus. I think this crisis is, uh, is, is, is going to be very interesting now to see what happens coming out of this. I'd like to think that, that, that one or two people now in football, I don't think it will ever be quite the same again now after this. I hope people will take stock. Um, and I do think it's a shame, one, a, a crying shame really, Paul, that all the talk it seems to me at the moment around football is not how much we're missing the game, but it's all about the money again. Yeah. It's all about the bickering over the money. And it's also exposed, again, how much um, some clubs are, are really living on the edge financially and, all, and also, too, how, how congested the football calendar is. And I, I, um, I just hope it will bring a few people to their senses. I think um, looking at the Premier League, I think it's absolutely right that, the, that they should be doing what they can to, to, to support and, and the, the EFL and the National League to try and cushion um, them from some of the hardship which could be coming their way. Because, you know, the Premier League, can't live in an ivory tower in its own self-isolation. You can't have a penthouse sweep without foundations. And you know, you've only got to look at a club like Bournemouth. I mean, they're in the Premier League now, but 10 years ago, they were in League Two. So it's such a, it's such a transient sport. And I think English football should, it doesn't, should regard itself as one big family. And, and you've only got to look at the roots. If you need any sort of, just think about this for a minute. Look at the roots of the, of the Premier League at the moment. Their top goal scorer in the Premier League is one Jamie Vardy, whose background is Halifax and Fleetwood. Yeah. And arguably, a lot of people, if they voted for a Footballer of the Year now, one of the leading candidates for, the, for that would be Liverpool's Jordan Henderson. His background is Sunderland. So, you know, I know there are some basket cases in the EFL, um, but they're not all like that. There are some, like the club I watch, Argyle, who are very prudently run. Time now to hear from the Colchester United chairman, Robbie Cowling, talking about having to release a number of his senior players with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. I mean, we're sixth in the league, so we're certainly in a playoff position. We've had a good, good strong, deep squad this year, so um, we were still hopeful. We were hopeful that we'd at least get the playoffs. I think getting into the autos was going to be very difficult for us. But, yeah, we've had a great season. We've had good cup runs too. And, uh, you know, the team's really... It's been a great team this year. So it was hard. And these are big characters, you know. So I think in Luke Prosser, you know, he's possibly in my time at the club. I've owned the club 14 years. And I think he's the best club captain I've ever had. And we've had some good captains here. But um, he's exceptional. He's exceptional on the pitch and off the pitch. So, so it was a tough decision. But... At the moment, we've just got nothing coming in. There's no income coming into the club at all. And the stadium at Colchester, it's, we get as many people coming to that stadium for non-football as football, and that's all stopped too. So there's absolutely nothing coming in. We don't know when the season's going to start again, so we can't sell season tickets, which would be a, a valuable source of income at this time of year. So no, it's, it's an extremely difficult time. Now, with many people struggling with their mental health in isolation, this is three breakfast show presenters discussing how to look after your mental health during this period. It's been a real eye-opener for myself. Um, you know, I've spoken quite openly about mental health and depression and things in the past. You know, I stopped drinking just over five years ago. Um, for that very reason, it made me feel bad. It made me feel lethargic. It had a definite impact on my mental health. 
And also, even though I've not drunk for five years, I must admit this little spell in lockdown, I'm not saying I'm going to, has mm. made you think about it. So I can understand why people, just through sheer boredom, through wanting to change the way they feel, escapism, reaching for a glass of wine or an extra pint or something, I can get that. And with the food as well. I'm not quite as disciplined on the food. There's no mm. way if I've got chocolate in the house, I can keep it till Saturday. But my diet is so much better. If I start eating real bad food, it has a, an effect on my body and my appearance, but more importantly, on my, medical on my mental state, I start to feel down, I feel lethargic. And even taking this job is one of the reasons um, for mental health, just to get out of bed, to do something, keep that routine, which is so important. I know Tyson Fury spoke about it when he came on the show. That is one thing which is so important for people at this time. It's purpose, isn't it? It's, it's having a purpose. Mm. And, and Ali, I suppose for you as well, being an ex-sports person and someone that's left one sport and a bit like Freddie, involved yourself in, in lots of different things. How important is it to have purpose? Guys, you've, you've got you've got to have a reason um, to, to, to get out of bed in the morning and have a direction and, and a focus. There's a, I'll send you it later on. There's a, there's a brilliant thing that somebody sent me. An American army general talks about the importance of making his bed in the morning. And it's, it, it, it sounds like a small thing, guys, but it's fascinating. He talks for about five minutes about his first task of the day is a simple one, making the bed but it gives him a direction, he gets up, he does it every day, and then he's focused on the rest of his day. And it's it's so important, particularly at this time, when everybody's stuck indoors, it'd be easy just to sit about, stay in your bed longer, eat the wrong things. I've, I, I've got to say, it, it would be hypocritical of me not to say, <clears throat> you know, I, I think a little bit of everything's all right. Clearly, you're not going to eat chocolate all day, you're not going to eat fry-ups all day. But at the same time, if you're out exercising and you think you've earned a little bit of chocolate on a Tuesday or whatever it may be, yeah. have it. It's everything in moderation. If you want to have a bottle of beer on a Wednesday, okay, you know how to Monday, Tuesday, everything that makes, everything, in, as I say, in moderation, and if it makes you feel good, then, then have it. But the, the danger, and, and, and you guys will know, that the danger is particularly at a time like this where we're all indoors, is we don't get our exercise. And it, it'd be interesting to know the statistics how how difficult it is for folks. And I keep saying it, we're lucky we've got gardens, but people in, in high-rise flats, for example, that maybe ca can only get out for their hour, I just sometimes wonder how they are actually coping with yeah. the mental side of it. Mm. It can be it can be <coughs> so lonely, these sort of situations at the moment, in yeah. isolation, if you are living on your own. And, and really the importance, I was reading up, Mind do a little checklist and they and they have um, ways that you can try and, and, and help yourself and, and make the best of the situation, best of a really bad situation in a lot of cases. Um, and you can go and have a little look on their website, but I'm going to read you out a couple because I think sometimes, you know, even just going and, and finding it, it, it's not that always that easy. Mind.org.uk is the place where you can find it. Um, but they have a few tips. Stay connected with people. So maintain healthy relationships. And actually another one is, is, is talk about your worries because if you're feeling lonely, just saying it out loud because I've been there like since we've been in isolation I've felt it massively if, and if you just say it out loud and say it to somebody it, it really does help and then you make them aware of how you're feeling because until then like, how many times do we really look around and, and think of somebody else it's not often really we might be busy we might not have time we might not feel like it but if somebody comes to you and says look I'm really lonely you're, you're so much more ready to be open and, and to help them out with something now, of course, England have had some wonderful bowlers in the past. They've had, um, 
Well, they've just had some great bowlers anyway. Here's one of them, Stuart Broad, joined by Goffey and Adrian on drive with almost 500 test wickets. Stuart was asked why he thinks he's been so successful. Probably because he took almost 500 test wickets. I mean, the answer really is in the question there, isn't it, boys? I think mainly on, on my character, really. I'm not. I'm never going to be the best swing bowler. I'm not the best seam bowler, but I know that in big moments, I I want the ball. I want to step up. I want to take the pressure. Um, and I'll always give you a scrap. You know, if you're Australian, you look at me and say, "I'm going to I'm going to stand up and fight." And and generally in international cricket, it's it's the character that that takes over the talent a lot of the time. Time for the best bits of my show, the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10 p.m. I can tell you that the stuff you're just about to hear is up there with some of the... Ba- How do you know? You've not even done the show yet. He's got a point. We haven't done the show. It might be rubbish. If your number ends in 219. 219? That's me. How's it going? 219. Uh, yeah, we're, we're good, matey. Um, what's, what's your name? Uh, it's Greg. What's yours? All right, Greg. <clears throat> my, my name's Jason Cundy. Welcome to the Sports Bar. No... T- no uh, no sport, no politics, no religion, nothing too serious. But we're we're asking um, uh, tonight specifically if there's something that you've uh, some fruit or maybe a vegetable you've had some great fun with. Um, what have you got for us? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't know. I thought it was talk sport. I didn't know about fruit and that. No, no. This gonna... is part of the show. This is just part of the show where we kind of change the rules. Even though it's called talk sport, you, this part of the show you don't. Talk sports, you don't in front of talk oh, sports. So we're after. Mate, so give us, give us. I mean, you know, it can. What, give us what's on your mind. Give us a vegetable that's on your mind or a fruit. Neither, but mate, I've Quit. been listening. To, I've been listening to talk sports since Mike Parry and Alan Brazil. Okay, look, 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 Greg. Greg, that's one. We can't talk sport. We can't talk politics. Oh, we can't talk oh, religion. And we can't talk anything too serious. So look, one of the guys who answered the phone. We're we're after a, a different stories about a bit, a bit of a bit of fruit, a bit of veg. I'm a what bit caught on the hop. A bit, no, no, I'm come on. You, what you got? Just, <clears throat> just say. What, come on, come on. Come up with something. In three, two, one. What you got? Right, I've got, I've got one for you now, right? Okay. What you got? Bit of, veg, bit of veg, right? Imagine now, right? Oh, bit right. of cucumber put on the wall, yeah? Which boxer would smash that? Oh, you can't talk sport! Honestly, honestly I don't know what to say. Is he gone? I, I know what I'd do with that cucumber. Well, that's it for another podcast. Before I let you go, let me just tell you, of course, if you want to hear back editions of the podcast, you can go to ACAR, Spotify, or Apple Pods, or future ones, you can do the same. And if you press subscribe, you don't have to do nothing. It does it for you. I don't know how, just computer stuff. Uh, a reminder, live racing from Hong Kong is back on TalkSport 2. Hurrah, we like live sport. Yes, we do. And it's from 11am this morning. That's Wednesday. So if you're listening before 11am on Wednesday... It's coming up. If you're listening around about sort of two or three or something like that, you might have missed it. If you're listening on Thursday, you've definitely missed it. And if you're listening Friday, you've missed it. Saturday, you've missed it. I mean, it's self-explanatory, that one. So get your racing fix with all nine races. Oh, it's a, it could go on for longer than a couple of hours. All nine races from Happy Valley, exclusively live on national radio. That's TalkSport 2. And download the TalkSport app, swipe left, or ask your smart speaker to play TalkSport 2 to follow the action as it happens. Yeah, you can just do it like this. Hey Google, play TalkSport 2. And then you just wait for the... I've never heard of TalkSport 2. Why don't you listen to Andy Goldstein instead on the main station? Yeah, I mean, it's a good good point. Steen it is, it's Steen. Goldstein. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, that's it. That's all we've got time for on uh, this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tonight from 10pm for more of the same alongside the Moonface. In the meantime, have a good day. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.